BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back to Mood with Lauren Elizabeth. I'm Lauren Elizabeth. And for today's current mood combo, I'm going to be joined with one of my best girly girlfriends, podcaster and influencer, Kenzie Elizabeth. Sometimes people think we're related, but... We are just both, well, actually she's Gen Z. We're just both basic girls with middle names that are Elizabeth. But I wanted to have her on because we always have obviously the most amazing, vulnerable, honest, and just helpful friendship conversations offline. So I said, why don't we talk about some of the stuff we've personally talked about, which is her breakup, my previous breakup, just dealing with changes in life decisions. We both decided to move out of Los Angeles. We went through breakups at the same time, like two years ago. And we just always really help each other get through things and connect and are vulnerable together. So I wanted to kind of have one of our friendship girly girl chats, but on the mic for you guys. So it's going to be super casual, super fun, and it just is so nice to hear someone else share their experience and hear two friends talk, I think, because it makes you feel a lot better if you're not sure what you're doing or if you're going through something hard right now. I think even listening back to this current mood combo, it made me feel really good about just dealing with change and living in a digital age while doing it. And I think you guys are going to really love this combo. But first, let's jump into best mood and worst mood of the week. I'm going to start with worst mood this week because I just, you know, sometimes you got to start low so you can go high. You know, my worst mood this week was just being really, really, really low and not feeling 100% at all. I was just really, really anxious and I think that sometimes when you're someone that lives with depression, you have depressive states. And I was just feeling very, very sad and very, very down this week. I think that it's so easy when you have a lot going on to kind of distract instead of react and to get everything done that you need to get done. And then sometimes when you have a moment to yourself, those kind of darker, depressive, anxious thoughts creep in. And so my worst mood this week was that they did quite a lot of creeping in and I picked at my nails quite a bit and just kind of tossed and turned a little bit more than usual and cried a little bit more than usual. I think that it's really, I think we always talk about that it's so important to feel your feelings And for some reason, unbeknownst to me, the past couple of weeks, I just haven't wanted to feel my feelings. And it's because I know that everything's going to be okay. I know that I'm going to be okay. 
And I know that it's okay not to be okay. Like we talked about last week, but sometimes I use that as an excuse to not feel my actual feelings. And so, and I know it's because I get afraid of feeling those feelings as well, because who wants to be sad? Who wants to feel down? Who wants to feel any of those things? But we always say you need your worst mood because it helps you appreciate your best mood. It helps you grow and life is not, you know, black and white. It's about living in the gray area. And that's a combination of black and white. It's just, it's gray. And so for me this week, my worst mood was just feeling really, really down, feeling really sad, feeling just unsure, feeling anxious, just all of the bad things. Like, I'm not going to lie to you guys, but I'll tell you what my best mood, even though I'd say my worst mood definitely outweighed it was I, I almost want to call it like force feeding myself. And when I say force feeding, I mean like force feeding myself good mood boosters. And so I would be literally sitting on the couch staring at the ceiling because I just literally didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to talk to anyone. I didn't want to go online. I didn't want to watch anything. I just didn't want to consume anything. And what I did is I put on workout clothes. I sat there, did the same song and dance again. And I just literally put physically one foot in front of the other. Cause I said, if I'm going to sit and I'm going to do nothing, I might as well do it in the gym. And this is not like something that's, you know, a one size fits all or something that always helps me. But for some reason this week, my best mood was physically putting one foot in front of the other and doing small little things for myself. So on Monday I had the absolute, just like most down and anxious day after like kind of feeling like that and it creeping up and up and up from the end of last week. And I went to the gym, I did my workout, I kind of, you know, showered and just like, I wasn't like happy quote unquote while doing it, but having those little things of knowing that I just did something that was good and I was proud of myself for completing it was enough to kind of just like get me to the next part of my day. And then I ended up cooking for myself on Monday. Was I super hungry? Did it turn out super well? No. Did that make me sad? (laughs) Yes, it did. And it was just kind of accomplishing those small little things that are good for me. And I think it's because I've built so many habits and done so many small things that are good for myself that even when I was super, super, super low, I was able to do a couple of them. And so I think in that sense, my best mood was I was proud of myself because, you know, even when I was talking to my therapist on Tuesday, I was like, yeah, I was feeling X, Y, and Z, but I did work out the past two days. And she was just like, wow, like that's, you know, I'm really proud of you for doing that. Like that was something that was really good for yourself. That was kind of like counter to what you were feeling and the next right thing to do. And Lauren, a few years ago, probably wouldn't have been able to do that or wanted to do it. Lauren this past week barely wanted to do it, but I did it anyway. And we kind of talk about that a lot of just kind of doing the thing you don't want to do, getting it over with, forcing yourself to do it. And like I said, it's not for every day. It's not for every mood, but sometimes it is the right thing. And sometimes it works. And I'm just, my best mood was just really happy that I accomplished those small little wins for myself. And it helped me feel better, honestly, because it showed me that like, even when I feel super, super low and it's scary and I'm unsure and I just feel so anxious. I was still able to kind of put my own oxygen mask on and take care of myself for a moment, even if it wasn't having a perfect day, having the best day ever, doing a million things. 
and I still had bad feelings, but I was able to do a couple things that were really good for myself. And it just made me really proud because I think it shows personal growth. It showed kind of, you know, not completely falling apart, whereas maybe I could have or would have or should have, who knows, but I did it. And I was proud of myself for doing the small little things like cooking or working out just those little mood boosters like it's real mood boosting is real let's face it taking trips to the post office is probably not how you want to spend your time i mean i can't even leave my apartment right now because it's a full-on snowstorm that's why i recommend mailing and shipping online at stamps.com stamps.com allows you to mail and ship anytime anywhere right from your computer send letters ship packages and pay a lot less with discounted rates from usps ups and more Stamps.com has saved businesses thousands of hours and tons of money, you guys. With Stamps.com, you get the services of the post office and UPS all in one place, plus big discounts on mailing and shipping rates. I'm up to a little something. I I can't, you know, really say it yet, but I'm up to something. And let me tell you, knowing that I use Stamps.com is the only thing making me think, hey, I think I can do this. It's a secret. I can't tell you yet, but just know that stamps.com brings the service of the U.S. Postal Service and UPS right to your computer. It's a must-have for any business, whether you're a small office just sending out invoices, an online seller shipping out orders, or even a giant warehouse sending thousands of packages a day, stamps.com can handle it all with ease. You simply use your computer to print official U.S. postage 24-7 for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send. Once your mail is ready, just schedule a pickup or drop it off. It's that simple. With stamps.com, you get discounts up to 40% off post office rates and up to 62% off UPS shipping rates. Not to mention, stamps.com is a fraction of the cost of those expensive postage meters. Stamps.com is a no-brainer, saving you time and money. It's no wonder nearly 1 million small businesses already use stamps.com. So stop wasting time going to the post office and go to stamps.com instead. There's no risk. And with my promo code mood, you'll get a special offer that includes a four week trial plus free postage in a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in mood. That's stamps.com promo code mood stamps.com. Never go to the post office again. For mood boosters this week, I actually, like I said, had a good like mood booster heavy week because I needed to rely on them a lot. I didn't really have work to distract me or social gatherings to distract me. And so my first mood booster, I started posting it on Instagram this week. I finally got my aura ring and I asked for it for Christmas. It was like one of the only things on my Christmas list because I really wanted to pay more attention to my health this year in general. And I used to be a big Apple watch girly. And it just is like thick, it's chunky, it's big. And also it has like social media on it. It has Instagram, it has text message, like it has your Gmail. And I'm already on my phone all the time. I'm not really this like business, this big business bitch that's in meetings that needs to like quickly look at her watch really quick. I'm literally on my phone all day long. So why do I need another phone on my wrist? I just simply do not. And so I saw that this ring was a thing. And basically a lot of you guys are asking for a review about it. I've only been using it for the past week. So I don't want to get give like a full review yet, but I will say I'm without certainty certified mood booster because the reason I love it so much is basically it's like cute. It's gold. I wear it. You guys know I love wearing rings. I don't have a problem sleeping with rings on. It's super lightweight, like love the design, everything like that. 
and it syncs up to your phone. But basically it's like taking your temperature and your heart rate and just monitoring you literally all day long. You can wear it in the shower, everything like that. It's gotten a little bit used to, to like wear in the shower. I will say, cause it feels weird. I feel like I'm going to break it, but it's, I Googled it. It said it's fine. And it's not about like just steps and calories and all that stuff. It really focuses on your sleep cycle. And then it kind of transfers that into readiness and activity. So those are kind of like the three main things it does is sleep readiness activity, but the details are insane on it with like your heart rate and all that stuff. There is a beta version right now. That's like a period tracker, a sickness tracker. Like it's just, it's so crazy. I recommend doing your own research, but so far I really love it because when I was feeling so down, I feel like I have this thing that is keeping me accountable now. And so when I look at my sleep, I look at kind of what the app says that I'm feeling. So the first day it was basically said, you had great sleep. You're ready. You're optimal. You're amazing. And I was like, oh my God, go off sis. The second day I did not sleep well at all. I only got like five hours of sleep total. And that's not even like counting which part of that was deep sleep, what part of my REM cycles that was at, like what my heart rate was, all that stuff. And so it told me it was like, you're not going to feel as good today, like try to rest. And so it helps you just get more in tune with your body, recognize how important your sleep is. But then also like, I love how the goals are small and tangible. So it's not like this crazy like amount of like calorie or activity goal it just like syncs up with like genuinely what your body needs based on your sleep cycle and so i started wearing it and i think that's why i was able to go get myself to work out when i was feeling like super just like depressed and anxious was because i knew that this ring was tracking me and i wanted to like get the right info i wanted to do the right thing i wanted to have that information in this app so that I could live my best, healthiest, happiest life. Even when I was feeling like literal shit, I had this cute little ring to remind me. And I don't like take it too seriously. Like when it says, Hey, you should get up and move your legs. I'm like, Hey, you should like mind your own fucking business. But it also does really motivate me. So I think it's a mood booster in the sense of you guys know, I'm like, I love geeking out over information, health and wellness. So this is like a total thing. You can geek out about all your personal stuff. I think it's super easy and convenient. It's like not this huge, big commitment. It's literally wearing a ring. And I like that it's focused on the sleep side of things because, you know, we talked to Dr. Amon a couple of weeks ago about that. I just think sleep is literally so underrated and it's like stigmatized as like lazy. But even that one night of bad sleep that I had, it literally was like, hey, you should go easy today. And you'd think that like, oh, I didn't sleep well. I should grind harder. I don't know. It's just like these weird like hustle culture mentality things. So it's kind of rewiring the way I see my health a little bit differently, holding me accountable, just pushing me to be the better version of myself, even on my off days. So really so far, certified mood booster, absolutely loving it. And I just think this is the beginning of like new technology. And I love that I don't have to wear just a fucking Apple watch because I just, I didn't, I, I, no, no, thank you. So that's the aura ring. It's O-U-R-A. Yeah. I mean, it does help that Kim Kardashian posts it. She must be like an investor or something. Cause why the fuck is she posting it all the time? But like she was posting it this week when I was posting it. And I was just like, I felt like me and my girly were synced up. You know what I mean? My next mood booster is starting a project I was really excited about. I think that 
being creative lately has been a really big mood booster for me and focusing on things that I've always wanted to do instead of things that I have to do. I think scheduling out time to make those things a priority is a new and fun mood booster for me. So I think that since I'm really motivated in work right now, making sure that I'm not just doing what everyone else thinks I should be doing or just what you know I need to do and then focusing on other stuff, I've been really carving out time to just be creative and brainstorm things that I could just kind of be a self-starter on and get done on my own. And it's really empowering in that same way of like, I'm proud of myself of I'm getting it done. I don't need any help. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't delegate and all that stuff, but cause I am delegating, but just really being a self-starter and being like, how do I figure this out? How do I make this happen? Who do I need to get in touch with? How do I network? How do I create it? Like, where do I need help? Just really kind of starting those passion projects and taking the next step instead of just letting stress and just work and shoulds bog me down has been a really big mood booster because I think I'm really actually up to something and I'm really excited about it and I'm really proud of myself. And I think that it would be so sick if I get to share it with you guys. So I don't like to count your chickens before they hatch, but I do like to give yourself small pats on the back when you're kind of going out of your comfort zone and starting something new when you, I don't know, maybe could just like not do that. And then my final mood booster was another thing that I put on Instagram this week is that I started athletic greens. I got so many DMS about that as well. I didn't think the ring and athletic greens were going to like literally blow up my DMS this week, but I've just like really been intrigued by it for a while. I put put on Instagram that they like rebranded at the beginning of or the end of last year and it caught my attention. And I've always been like super intrigued by them in general. And I just, I don't know, like having that little morning ritual that's like so simple. It's literally like one scoop of something and it has all this, you know, stuff that's really good for you in it. And I, you guys know that I love like things that are just like green in general. So I was just like, oh, okay, go off, sis. Like, she has a little morning ritual. She's doing something that's good for herself. That's not just like drinking caffeine on an empty stomach, um, which is usually what I do, which gives me anxiety. And today I was like, Lauren, you don't need to drink extra caffeine. You are in a blizzard and you have nowhere to go. So I started drinking more caffeine. And that's probably going to be the opposite of a mood booster. But at least our mornings are on lock. You know, we've got the aura ring, we have our scoop of athletic greens, we wake up with the lofty alarm clock, like we are really just breaking down barriers with new wellness products. So I will post all of that stuff on the mood with Lauren Elizabeth Instagram, because I know you guys are going to want more details. And it, there's never enough details. I trust me, I get it. I love details as well. So head over to at mood with Lauren Elizabeth on Instagram for a roundup of the kind of past months worth of mood boosters. You guys know that obviously a mood booster is always taking care of your skin, taking care of yourself, and it can be really hard to find skincare products with clean, simple ingredients that actually work. The cool thing is Osea has been making clean and effective skincare products for over 25 years. They literally have award-winning cleansers, serums, face moisturizers. They're known for creating amazing body products like their famous body oil. I am literally in a blizzard right now, you guys. And I have been keeping the Osea body oil literally next to my bed. You know, I love a nighttime ritual. It's in my little thing now, my little nighttime ritual bin that we talked about the other week. And 
I just need to feel as glowy, soft, and nourished as possible because it is freezing outside. My skin was so dry and the quality of the body oil and just all of Osea's products in general is absolutely insane. It's clean, vegan, cruelty-free. All of their products are safe for your skin and the planet. If you're just like not sure if you're new to it, you can grab one of their discovery sets and try multiple products at once. My mom loves their products as well. We're both kind of like, you know, just like clean wellness like girlies. So for just $40, you can try a cleanser, serum, moisturizer, and their amazing body oil that I'm obsessed with. It's an incredible value that saves you over $20. And you just get to like try all those bestsellers. We love a bestseller, you guys. Find your new skincare favorites at oseamalibu.com and get a special discount just for my listeners. Get 10% off your first order with promo code MOOD at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and orders over $50 get free shipping. You're going to literally want it all. So go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOOD. Okay, guys, let's welcome Kenzie Elizabeth to the podcast from her podcast, I Love You So Much with Kenzie Elizabeth. For a girly girl chat, make sure to follow her across all platforms. She is one of my favorite digital creators, just at Kenzie Elizabeth. And here is our current mood combo. We're recording and I would like to have, I would like to have this on the record. I am so mad at you that you are going horseback riding after this because all I want to do is go horseback riding and you are living out my dream and you're living out my dream without me. Welcome to the podcast. (laughs) I'm so glad to be here. I kind of feel like Miley Stewart in Hannah Montana. My God. A little bit. It's the horses. Something about being the horse girl. That's what I'm feeling like. And it's so funny too, because growing up, like being a horse girl was so embarrassing. And now all of a sudden there's like a revival, a rebranding of horses. And I mean, you watch Yellowstone, right? No, I know. It's I need to. I'm so bad at watching TV, Lauren. You know this. Kenzie, what is wrong with you? I know. You would love it. die. Literally, take me to the ranch. Take me to the ranch. Yes. I'll live on the ranch. So, okay, welcome to the podcast. Enough about me. I'm so excited to have you on because we were just together in New York. And then obviously we like FaceTime for literally 500 hours the other night. And I had that like classic thought that everyone has of, oh my God, we should have been recording for a podcast. But like... We do do podcasts, so it's not as embarrassing. It's like every girl thinks that. And we actually should. No, and we actually should because like you have important things that like you need to share with the listeners. You just have like completely changed your life. I don't even, I mean, the last time we recorded was probably during the pandemic or like right when I launched my pod. No, we've recorded like twice together for my podcast. Yeah. And I just don't remember what we talked about last time because I also don't remember what I did this morning. But you have obviously moved to Dallas. You have launched like an entire new brand of just like breadwinning housewife. And you're just spitting facts and knowledge and wisdom on Instagram about how you've made all of these kind of life decisions. And I would love to like pick your brain about it because you've also given me really good advice. And let's just start with like, Because I feel as though it all started when you and your ex broke up. Is that or is that not true? Um, I think that's the more obvious. That's the more obvious thing. I think that happened. And then a few months later, I I think that was maybe the starting point of like me changing in so many different ways. But not I, I think it was also I was in like a really intense program like for school before that and that ended so like both of those ending at the same time um it was like both things 
which both were really great at certain points. Like they were not always like negative or anything like that. But I think it in ways like really emotionally stunted me. And then I was able to make my own life decisions. Because you didn't go to a quote unquote like traditional college. You went to, how would you describe it? Just, I mean, great. It was a great experience, but I think it was, there was like a religious aspect to it and part internship and then schooling. So it wasn't just like I was at a college. I was at a college that was a lot more involved in who you are as a person and who you're becoming, which had pros, but obviously like everything has cons. Um, And I think at the same time too, I lost my stepbrother in those years so I was so busy for so long that it looks obvious. And I think it's like, oh, you went through a breakup. And a lot of it was that, honestly. But it was also like I hadn't sat down to like just be by myself in so long that I feel like, and that's classic everyone in the pandemic, like I hating talking about it. It was one of those things that I had put off dealing with so many things that I just, I, I feel like I lost myself within the last like the year before that so much in a way that I never had before because I'm incredibly stubborn so I'm always had like a really strong hat on my shoulders regardless of being right or wrong like mostly wrong probably but I hadn't been into the like I hadn't gotten to the point where I was like who am I I'm so confused whatever which I feel like is going to be like my entire 20s Um, but I just kind of hit a like wall almost did you feel like when you hit the wall that you were aware of those kind of things coming up of I haven't focused on this I don't know what I'm doing I've been kind of like burning myself out was it kind of like a wake-up call moment for you or was it just like implementing these little things over time that were better for you I think like I look back in my life and it's if there's a few patterns but one of them is definitely filling my time with something else to not deal with the problem at hand and so I think like I wasn't shocked but I, I didn't realize, right. what I will say now is I didn't realize how affected by those years I was until now and going through therapy. And like my friends and I all say this, it's like, I didn't realize how much it affected me until like the more I deal with it, the more comes out. You know? How do you, how do you find yourself like obviously with therapy and stuff too, because I think it's so easy to e- either assume and also just easy as a human being to do this yourself of I think a lot of people assume you have a a resentment with probably, you know, where you went to school and kind of leaving a part of that community. And I think it's also easy for just a lot of people in general to, when they realize those things, like blame everything on them and like build a resentment. So like, how do you make sure that you're still moving forward in like a positive, healthy way without just building this resentment and letting that be the thing that drives you? Does that make sense? Yeah. So my... Actually, I think we've talked about this concept before, but my therapist always says like the both and concept. So Mm. something can be really good for you and really bad. You can look at past relationships and it's like, oh, at times that was really good, but there was also this that happened that really negatively affected me. And it's like, for me, I can look at it that way and not just like, what's the cliche? Like, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater or something like that. I don't know. There's ways for me to like look at things and understand there was good that came from it and also bad. And I'm just not, I'm not like a really angry person. So I don't want, and I also know that like, I'm not going to get better if I just sit here and I blame everything in my life on someone else or on another group of people. Like I made those decisions and I also got here so I don't like sitting and like blaming everyone else, mainly because I think I, I feel like I lose control in that way. 
And mm. then I just am like a victim. And like, if I, I, that's the last thing I want to be in life for whatever reason. That's like my, one of my like fears is like not being successful and then like being a victim. So I think a lot of it is just taking ownership in a way that like, I still have some sort of control. So I feel like if I just blamed everyone else for something, then I would have like in my head, I would also have like no control to change things. Yeah. That's a really good way to look at it because when you take, I feel also it's just like so easy to like judge and shame and like feel like you failed and like make it into a bigger deal than it actually needs to be in a sense of like it already happened and you describing it that way is a kind of like a reframe in a sense of okay I own what I did but that doesn't mean I have to keep doing it and we always talk about that how it could be good and it could also be like time to move on or it could like be sad but also be the right thing to do it's there's always two sides to everything and I just think it's I I don't know I feel like a lot of times you're always on Instagram and stuff too kind of like explaining these things and I think it's not because people are kind of coming at you I think it's because people's brains usually don't comprehend how you can just be in such a positive space after like realizing you made choices you don't want to make anymore. Yeah. And I'm definitely not always in that positive space. Another thing I will say is it reminds me of when you get older and you realize your parents are just people and not Mm. these like superhumans that you put on a pedestal. So I think growing up, I definitely had bitterness in other ways, but another thing, like this is not me being wise or like really knowing anything. This is me being in therapy most of my life. So I've had someone to help me, Um, but I just don't, I don't know. A lot of it too comes from like, I am 24. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm navigating things. Sometimes I, I don't want to say I regret sharing certain things on the internet, but it's definitely difficult when I want to just change my mind and be a a human being. I'm also definitely not fully positive and like not placing blame on people. I've gotten to a better place. I just made sure I wasn't sharing on the internet when I was in the worst place because I knew I know myself well enough to know that I'm not always going to feel that way. So that's why I'm even hesitant when I talk about it now, because I don't know how I'm going to feel in a few months. And I'm always held to what I said four years ago. So it's a very tricky place to be. Um, So a lot of it has been me like just making like, I don't know, like knowing that people are just people. And I think everyone, I really do live by, for the most part, everyone is trying their best with what they know. And, um, I don't know. I just don't want to be like angry and bitter. And I also go to therapy every week and I listen to what she says. So <laughs> literally me too. I'm just like, well, Rebecca said, yeah, literally. but I think that it's like so hard to, I, I don't know. I think it's obviously an internet thing, but even in real life, because even if you tell your friend or your mom, this is how I feel, this is what I want. This is what I'm going to decide to do. And you share it with the internet. It, there's there, that sense of, at least for me, I'm always like, yeah, but I don't want to fail. I don't want to be wrong. And my therapist is constantly telling me, but how is that a failure? Like literally in therapy yesterday, she's going, I, how is it a failure? But how did you fail? And I finally was just like, uh, uh, I'm kind of pulling for teeth. Like I couldn't think of like a really good answer. And she was like, stop, just, you know what? Just stop you right there. You clearly like don't have one. That's the point because 
it's also perception, obviously, but it's that feeling of that accountability from other people, which can be a good thing, but also can be this thing of it, it makes you, it puts this like pressure to make the quote unquote right decision so that you don't quote unquote fail later. And that's why it's like such a, when you just like own it, I guess, even not even like in the moment, own your decisions, but then also just own that you're changing. And I feel like you own that you're changing really well and not changing in this like weird, like I'm 12 years old and I wear my clothes different now, which was like a YouTube thing, like 10 years ago for people, <laughs> but just like changing in a sense of, you're just kind of like, I like doing this. Sometimes I like doing that sometimes. And because when people follow you, it's so different and they feel like so connected to maybe one thing that you don't feel as connected to anymore. And all of a sudden you've changed. And it's like, have you not? That's what I was going to say. Like, I almost feel like when I say it, I sound so like hippie. And the last way I ever want to come across is like, I know everything. Because I really am like, I know nothing. Like I ask everyone, I ask you, even like literally last week, I texted Lauren because someone said something mean about me. And I texted Lauren and I was like, I don't know why this bothers me. But I don't want to be like, I know every, I just, I'm literally 24. Like I know literally nothing like at all. But at the same time, like being on the internet and then I think because we're on the internet and people are following us, it gives more of like an opening for them to give their opinion on certain things. And then I think about my friends and I'm like, you, if you aren't changing, that's actually a bad sign. And it sounds yeah. so like self-help guru, guru-y, like whatever, but it really is true. Like you should change. You should change your mind. You should have different interests. You should whatever. I think that's a good sign. I think it's probably a worse sign if you, or the exact same person you were at 17. I mean, I literally thank God every day that I'm not the person I was when I was 17 years old. Like not in a sense of, oh my God, I'm so amazing now. In a sense of she was not it at all. Like <laughs> she wasn't it. I don't know her. I don't associate with her. Unfortunately, she is on the internet, on YouTube still. She exists. And I just don't identify with that person anymore. And I think that's what people don't realize when you're like broadcasting every single thing or you're in your 20s and you feel like everything's such a big deal. But in your 20s, it's the time to like literally fail, 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 fail. And I just, it's honestly, I like also thank God that I'm not 24 because you still have way more time in your 20s than I do. And I used to be so afraid of turning 30 and now I'm counting down the motherfucking days because people say it's amazing. Yeah, we will both like love our 30s. I will be so jealous of you for literally four years. No, you literally, I, I, <laughs> but that's why I feel like you almost are that breadwinning housewife, which if you guys don't know, Kenzie has, I don't even know. I mean, it's just kind of that like, you know when you like something just sticks? I yeah. feel like it just really stuck for you. Yes, but now I said it's it like merch. No, now it's actually like done so well. I'm like, I actually should make this a bigger thing. But um, yeah, I feel like that's just me in my 30s. People text me all the time that are older and they're like, I was just cooking dinner for my friends and I was thinking just like how much you're going to thrive in your 30s. I'm like, I have six more years, so please don't tell me that right now. But you do do a good job of balancing it because you'll do book club and you'll put together this literally cutest spread ever, have your girly friends over, but then you're also like TikToking it because you're Gen Z. And then you're also on Friday night going out and having, what is it? Ranch water? Yeah. I don't, oh, yeah, I'm at the bars all the time. It's like, you really have like, li- are living this like well-rounded, <laughs> yeah. like 21, 26, 31 age range. 
That's so true. I feel like I'm really gravitating for all that. And you forgot the 70 year old one because I also Mondays uh, and Tuesdays go to bed at 8 p.m. and I read on my Kindle. Well, yeah, and you could be watching Yellowstone, but that's fine. You have to get to that cool. age range. Actually, I would like to bring something up with you. Where what? the fuck is your Kindle? What do you like, mean? You bullied. I know that you have it now, but you did it for a long time. You bullied everyone we know into getting a Kindle. Like, you would actually, like, poor Maddie and Scout. And now I see all these physical books on your story. Okay. Yeah. There were a few physical books. There were. <laughs> there were a lot. And let me explain too, because I gave it a shot. I really did try in a sense of, you know, maybe not everything needs to be on the Kindle. Maybe there's some stuff that, you know, you're just going to buy whatever. And it just obviously doesn't hit the same. And it takes me way longer to get through a book. And it's just, it's not, it's not there for me. And so I am back to the Kindle life. I have been for a bit. I will say I'm not reading as much as you, whereas I once was. But I think it's like an anxiety thing of just like starting a new thing, you know, like, I don't know if that makes sense. The reason I read so much is because it helps my anxiety. Like that's literally. But it does. That's the annoying part. It's like the things sometimes that help you that, you know, are going to be good for you are almost like the hardest to start because you'd rather like sit in the comfort of the bad. Yeah. Which is so fucked up. But I mean, it's just like. I, I still stand by forcing all of our friends to get a Kindle. I no, really I'm glad. Do. I just needed to address that with you. I'm glad that we talked about it. And I'm glad that you're back on my train. I felt a little bit like, I don't know if left in the dust would be a good way you know to describe what? it. But I feel like you might be speaking, like granted this started from the conversation of the Kindle, but I feel like I've just like left a lot of people in the dust <laughs> in the past 12 months, like in different emotional and physical ways. And you saying that kind of brings that feeling up for me I'm not gonna lie because I think I'm just all over the place and chaotic but you you did say that I seem I mean you used the word settled before we started recording but you did say like kind of something along the lines of like go off like you're good yes I think you have noticeably been doing very well lately in the past 72 hours she means by the way yeah um no I would I would maybe give you a full week I would oh wow really yeah yeah I really would I think it what it really started with was the cheer stories oh I know it's, that was good it's getting back you know what it is it's getting back down to your roots and yes. it's almost like how you moved to Dallas and it kind of like and I don't mean to say too that like your heartbreak I mean you have said and I quote to me my breakup is the best thing that ever happened a hundred percent I yes The people, you did say that to me, and I just think it's important for, like, I get so many DMs from girls just being like, how do you find love after heartbreak? How do you heal after heartbreak? And I was just like, Kenzie Elizabeth needs to tell the people that her breakup was the best thing that ever happened to her. Yes, and I I can give um, a TED Talk on this. And again, it has nothing, it's not anything personal towards, like, my ex or anything. It's not, like, bad-mouthing or anything like that. But it was... It allowed me to, I have this other pattern, like I said, where I will look for things to then fixate on so that I don't deal with my own problems. So Mm. in my dating life, repeatedly, I date people that I probably should have just stayed friends with. And I would say almost all of them. And I don't regret anything, but I think a lot of it, I will just find someone who is clearly I don't know just doesn't really have it together there's some stuff going on they need help we all need help but like 
maybe a little bit more than the next so yeah. that they're pro- and I, I don't think I was intentionally doing this I wasn't like consciously doing this but well, I would course. I would find relationships where the entire relationship was about that person and then triggered. yeah uh, yeah literally <laughs> so I just kept making like poor decisions in my dating life and I finally after that ended I was like I need to figure out why I'm doing this and I also it allowed me I think People say this all the time, like, even when you go off to college, you should be single because you're early 20s, you find yourself, and it's really hard to do that with another person, and this was someone I dated, my long-term, like, college boyfriend, or, like, my longer-term college boyfriend, and once that ended, I was like, wait, there's nothing holding me to the life that I thought I wanted, and I also realized that what I thought I wanted wasn't what I wanted, which was okay, but it was, like, the most, it was the most, like, terrifying point to be at because I was holding on to something because I just not for fear of change more than, Oh, I actually want to be in this. And it took me like probably even after that, maybe two or three months to admit to myself that like I, the trajectory that my life was heading was not where I wanted to go. And so I finally like sat down and I was like, okay, I am so lost. I'm so confused. I'm so uncertain. I'm the least confident I've ever been. I have the least amount of clarity I've ever had. I am the most insecure I've ever been, which I've always been like a naturally pretty confident girl. And I was nowhere near that. And it took me a long time. I would say it was probably like February, March when that really hit. And I would just say over, it was probably in October when I started to feel like really good again. And I'm like, I feel more confident than I've ever like felt. And I feel like I really know what I want. And I think that's even evident online right now. Like career-wise I'm like people keep saying things along those lines I'm like it's just more evident because obviously like my job is myself but I was so confused and I really hit rock bottom and I was like I don't like this and then I realized that your 20s are all about being uncertain and if there's anything in the world I hate more than a more actually if there's anything else in the world that I hate it's uncertainty like I don't like that I have anxiety and I had to learn to like how to get over that and also view it as like an exciting thing and reframe and whatever, which I don't always do. I actually still kind of hate it, but it, it doesn't affect me in the way that it did before. But basically, I kind of just hit rock bottom. Um, and I think the breakup really was, honestly, maybe it was the last thing that was holding me to who I yeah. used to be. Well, and it was also too, I think that with relationships, you, I was just talking to someone about this yesterday about how it's kind of like a way to reframe it in a sense is to just be like you really don't because I think something that you mourn is the lifestyle with that person not even just the actual person of what we did this together we hang out with these people together I text them at this time or whatever those like things are and when you kind of you have to mourn that because you're mourning like the lifestyle you used to have but then you also can reframe it in a sense of and I feel like for you it was the launch pad to like finally be by yourself and actually focus on yourself and it's almost that like cheesy quote that not quote but just cheesy advice that everyone says but I think I really realized it in a sense of you actually have to focus on the relationship with yourself and I think why I used to be afraid of that is because I thought if I did that then I would never be in a relationship and I don't know why I like put being in a relationship as like such a high priority. I hold it to such a high standard. Like, I just think that, you know, life means nothing without it. And that's something that I need to work on. But I think that you were just finally able to actually 
be face to face with all the stuff that you were avoiding. It's not that, oh my God, I was in this like incredibly toxic situation and I broke free and I blah, blah, blah. It was like, I'm young, I'm in my twenties and I actually can focus on myself like 360, not just work or this, like actually what's my purpose? What makes me happy? What do I want to try? What am I afraid of? Why am I afraid of it? Because I fucking hate uncertainty too. Are you kidding me? It's like literally, and I hate change so much. So I like, it's almost how we talked about in the smaller sense of, I would rather be miserable on a small scale of like laying in bed and not picking up the Kindle. Cause I just don't want to change the situation, even though it's the better thing to do, which is like almost a relationship and you hold on to something because you don't want to like lose all the stuff that comes along with it of just having the label of being a girlfriend, having that thing to do, having like that the stability. Yeah, yeah. Like the stability and stuff. But what did you like, obviously you realized it and you started moving forward. I think that just as your friend, I think that Dallas probably played a bigger, like mm-hmm. a big role too. So what were kind of like the actual things you did to then kind of get to that October or whatever month you said place where you started kind of like getting your confidence back and stuff like that? Because I think that it's good advice, but it's also kind of like, okay, well, what did you do? You know, quick break to talk to you guys about fight camp because a fitter, happier you is worth fighting for. I mean, clearly, did I not make it clear enough in this episode? But getting stronger is hard work, and that doesn't mean it can't be fun, which is why I love Fight Camp, because it brings you the best workout in the world to your own home. You can learn to box and kickbox from home with access to world-class programming, elite trainers, premium equipment, and smart technology that turns your workout into an interactive experience. So they have thousands of classes. New workouts are added every single week. You'll always find something new, and you can use filters to explore different workout styles with like with lengths, trainers, difficulty levels, you'll seriously never get bored. They have quick workouts, which are my favorite. They maximize efficiency with high intensity interval training. You can get a killer workout in as little as 20 minutes. They have different paths that you can take. So if you have no boxing experience, unlike me, lights out Lauren, Fight Camp has your back. Fight Camp provides real-time data during your workout so you can track your progress as well. So you can have goals, meet them. And boxing is just literally one of my favorite workouts ever because it brings the best of both cardio and strength training into one. And if you're someone like me that needs their brain to just be distracted, the precise combinations of boxing push you to think about every punch you throw. It's the ultimate way to clear your mind and forget you're working out. I just absolutely love it. Fight Camp comes with all the gear you need to start boxing from home, including a free standing punching bag, boxing gloves, quick hand wraps, and smart punch trackers. It takes up less space than you think, you guys. If you have enough room to do a push-up, you have enough room for Fight Camp. If you live with your boyfriend or significant other or whatever, I just also feel like this will be something you both love because my little brother absolutely loves it. You can get the whole family involved. Fight Camp is one of the only home workouts that is safe for kids to do because there's no heavy weights or spinning wheels. It's an amazing way for them to get their energy out, learn something new, and share an experience with the whole family. My kids will be learning how to box and all this stuff from a very young age. Mark my words. I'm not even kidding. Fight Camp offers easy payments so you can get your equipment and get started now. Pay over 24 months for less than the cost of a gym membership. Plus, Fight Camp offers free shipping with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Just go to fightcamp.com slash mood to get free shipping on your Fight Camp. Go to fightcamp.com slash mood, fightcamp.com slash mood. Back to the podcast. 
I think another thing was my ex-boyfriend and I, I can speak for myself and I probably did the same with him or same to him. I cannot talk today in like recording a podcast. It's really unfortunate timing guys, but he not intent, like very unintentionally, it was not his fault. We were just not right for each other, brought out the absolute worst in me, like harped on it just like certain ways that he was like I can already be very structured and very like I have to do this and this and this and he was like that too and it just made it worse for me I don't know again it's not his fault but it was just like the relationship itself we were just not a good fit like we were not a match um so that was another thing too like since not that I've dated like much since I have like really no interest but being with other people and then seeing like the fun side of me came back out and I was like oh my god like this is me I don't know where this person went though and that really helped honestly like spark like I want to be back to like who I was before like I don't know why I mean I do know why but I lost so much of myself like I want the old Kinsey back but like a better version I honestly just like let myself have fun I don't think I'd had fun in so many years I was so busy. I was so high strung. I was so anxious. Like I, my only thing was like, I have to get from point A to point B. I just didn't have fun. I didn't invest in my social life. I didn't invest in people around me. I had like my friends, but I wasn't placing it at the priority that I would want it to be. I also was letting a lot of people tell me who I needed to be from every direction Um, And that was really unhealthy for me. So slowly over time, I literally recorded a solo episode, like going through everything I did like yesterday. So slowly over time, it allowed me to just kind of like get back to myself. But I think being in Dallas, I didn't grow up in Dallas proper. I grew up like in the suburbs, but a lot of my friends from home moved to the city and not all of us were even like super close growing up, but being around people who are really normal. And by normal, I mean, just like don't put themselves on the internet and don't care about like the cloud stuff and whatever not that all of LA is like that I love LA but I think just being in a normal environment where I love Texas like I love country music I'm literally going to ride horses today like I want that normal Texas lifestyle while being able to go to LA and New York all the time and I love Nashville like I think just having fun in acting like a normal 23 year old at the time for once when like my whole life all I just remember even being in like yeah elementary school I remember like always wanting to be in the next stage so it was the Mm. first time I was actually truly present which we've talked about too um and just had a lot of fun and stopped putting as much pressure on myself as I deal with like literally every single day but um I don't know it it wasn't an overnight thing I don't have like a checklist but that's just things that I did to help me another thing I talk about all the time that really has helped me is because I buried my emotions for so long, I'm really, I have a really hard time identifying how, how I'm feeling or why I'm feeling something sometimes. There are times that I can tell you, like, I feel this way because this happened to me and this, whatever. But in therapy, I started to realize how bad I was at identifying a certain emotion. So I started doing morning pages and I don't do this all the time. I've been better about it the past week. But if you don't know what morning pages is, you basically write for a certain time limit or for like three pages straight and you just don't take your hand off the paper. It's like a five minute exercise in the morning and it helped me so much because I would have to write things. So things would come out that I didn't even know I would ever even think about or feel or whatever. And it's not always like this crazy intense realization, but a lot of them had like helped a ton. So that's just like a lot of things that honestly, I went out a lot. That was my number one thing. And it helped me. It was the great, best thing I could have ever done. I don't regret it at all. I haven't changed it, but I, I don't regret it. Well, it's also too, it's like sometimes it's just 
putting yourself out there and being social, even if it doesn't look like it's one of the most like mindful, yeah, woo woo self care. No, it still is like it sparks joy. You're having a blast, like you're having fun. I didn't know that that's what morning pages was. Yeah, you would actually really like it. No, I like, no, it would be good for you though. It would actually. I that it's it sounds horrible Lauren you wake up and you're anxious you get everything that you're anxious about on the paper and obviously it doesn't cure anxiety but it helps so much with anxiety I know but what I do is I just wake up and I just start working yeah that doesn't it's so bad Yeah. yeah it's how do you still feel like pressure or I mean, obviously, I'm not going to say you're not stressed because everyone's stressed and that's natural. But do you still feel as much pressure to like work as hard and like hit certain goals and like do that point A to point B? Or are you just kind of enjoying like the journey of like being like a young woman with a career right now? No, I definitely feel the pressure. I was talking to my friend Peyton Sarton about this yesterday. And I think I would say the one difference is that I don't view success like to me, I would rather have a really fulfilling life in every area and my relationships and my life and how it actually feels matters more to me now than it ever has. Like for the first time, I say this all the time, like my life feels and is so much better off Instagram than it looks. Not that I was even faking it before, but I'm just that happy. Like it's just mm. actually, I finally gotten to that point that I never thought I could get to like ever. But as far as putting pressure on myself, um, I'm the queen of it. I guilt myself all the time. I was talking to Peyton about it and we got lunch um, at like three on our bar, which I'm literally there all the time. And I, it was Tuesday and it was 3 p.m. And I'm like, I should be working right now. And we were both just yes. talking about the like anxiety, which she said something that was so interesting to me. I'm like, I don't know why. Like, first off, we've been working for a really long time. So it's not like I'm new to this career. Whereas I'm comparing my work days to a lot of my friends who are in like their first or second year post-grad and they're killing it, but we're just in different, we do different things to begin with. And we're also just in totally different career paths. So for whatever reason, I'm like, if I don't have every hour stacked, even though I'll go to LA the week before and record like 12 episodes in a week, which is like so much. And then the next week, I still feel like every hour needs to be stacked. I need to be so busy and just expecting so much and not actually enjoying my life. So this is a constant battle. Like, I don't know the answer to this. Like, I don't know how to fix this. But I want to, even today, I'm like, I'm going to ride horses at three. I'm done for the day. I literally built this career so that I would have freedom. And I'm also delegating. This is the other issue. You delegate. You give tasks to other people. And it's like, work smarter, not harder. Of course, you can spend your time doing other things. But then I guilt myself for not doing those tasks when it just makes more sense to hire out and you're going to make more money. I don't know. I, I put so much pressure on myself and I don't know how to fix that. I used to even say when I lived in California that I didn't understand how people would go on a hike at 3 p.m. on a Tuesday. I was like, does no one have to work? I don't yeah. understand. And obviously that was also a place where like no one has normal hours and stuff. So you go to like Pilates at 10 o'clock in the morning and I like walk into this room full of people and I'm just like, does no one have jobs? Like as like fully, I'm standing there a hundred percent also there as well. But it's just like that pressure and that guilt and shame of I should be doing more. I should be doing more. I need to work harder. I need to be the best. And I think that it's kind of a conversation you and I had that probably was similar to the Peyton conversation of also just being happy with the community you've built and what you do and like the work that you do not just about hitting numerical goals. And I think that that can apply to any career path because as long as you're like actually 
doing your best and making stuff that you're proud of or doing actions that you're proud of and kind of all of that it's this weird millennial thing where we think our lives just need to revolve around work and we've been working for way longer. So I think we're just realizing that earlier, but we've also been working for way longer and are younger. So I'm just like, well, I don't have like a kid to take care of. I guess, uh, I guess I could have a hobby. I remember when everyone was just like, what's your hobby? I was like, I don't understand. What do you mean? I turned my hobby into a career. And so all I do is work. It's just like, But now you're starting a new hobby, like you're going riding horses. And that's something that I feel is you would say, or I would say, oh, I've always wanted to do this, but oh my God, I have to work and I don't have time to do it. And so I just think it's so cool that you are actually like pushing yourself to stop shaming and guilt tripping yourself and just actually go try the new thing. And I'm hoping that by doing that over time, it will make me feel less guilty because last year that's kind of what I did whereas before I would never like the social life that I have I would be like I don't have time for that yeah I did better last year than I ever have and I made way more money than I ever have which is what's so interesting because I wasn't working myself to death like I was in years past and obviously like as you're here longer you're gonna make more money whatever like I know there's other aspects to it but it's not like I mean the world didn't end my career didn't stop you know but for whatever reason I think I think I also feel like every day I have to do an impossible amount of work. And I don't know if that's like partly feeling like I need to prove myself because I don't have a, the same job as everyone else. Or if that, I, I don't really think it's that honestly, cause I just don't really care, but I think it's more seeing what other people are doing and being like, well, I need to work that harder. I need to do this and I'm never going to amount to anything and whatever. And Peyton was talking about like, obviously oil is a huge thing in Texas in the like multi multi-millionaires even billionaires are at the country club every day making business deals and they're not living like they're not killing themselves over their job and they're some of the wealthiest people ever so i'm like that's actually true she's like you don't need to be working like someone who has a starting salary which is great that's not like a negative thing because you're not at someone you're not at that point anymore like you need to be like evolving and changing and also acting like someone who makes what you make or what you want to make or or not like make even monetarily wise I just mean like the career yeah so I don't know I'm trying to like work through that I'm definitely not good at it but I will the one thing I will say is I make myself do the things in hopes that I'll eventually like mentally catch up well I think it I think you will mentally catch up because I think that the more it just becomes habitual too at a certain point like the more you do it you realize that the world doesn't end each time and more time goes on. So you're just like, why would I waste my time feeling this thing when I've done it now five times and like any time, like the world hasn't ended thus far, everything's fine. And that's kind of, I don't know, but I just tell myself, even when I have this to-do list or I don't feel like doing something or I feel like taking a break, that, that those automatic negative thoughts come in. And I just always remind myself that I always get everything done. I've never like died I've never knock on wood I've never knock on anything done I've always figured it out so why don't I just like give myself what I need in that moment and I'll figure it out later I did it with this like personal to-do list a few days ago mm-hmm. and I had all these like stupid appointments and like rescheduling whatever to do and I just did not feel like doing any of it and luckily I was cranky enough to not be too mean to myself because I was just like I don't give a fuck. Like I'm not doing it. And then yesterday I woke up and I just saw it and I thought, Oh, okay, I'll send this. I'll send this. I'll call this person. I'll do this. I'll do that. And I got it all done in like an hour. And I was just like, see, like it didn't matter that I didn't do it that day because Mm -hmm. I ended up getting it done. It's just, 
And obviously, you know, I don't know. I feel like we just think of everything as so black and white and so life or death. And I think you and I both realize that it's just, we're kind of both like, eh, like not like a bad way of, we don't care about anything more in just a sense of like trusting ourselves and our journeys and not letting every single little thing get to us because we just realize that there's not as big of a point as we maybe thought. Yes. I, last summer in therapy, my goal was to stop looking at things as so black and white because Mm -hmm. I don't look at it like that for anyone besides myself. My friends literally could make, could do the most fucked up thing. And I would be like, you know what? They're probably having a bad day, but you should hear about (laughs) this. Like I am, there's like people, I'm the one that people tell they're like worst things they've ever done to because there's really nothing that can make me, I mean, obviously there's certain things, but like, there's really nothing that I'm like, oh, it's the end of the world. Like I don't react, whatever. But with myself, it is so black and white. So I'm like, I was so hard on myself and I thought that doing this would take away from this and I'm not going to get here. and I'm not going to do this. And that was my number one thing. I was like, I want to learn, like life is in the gray. I need to learn how to live there. I can't live in this black and white thing. I'm only making myself miserable. Like everyone else around me is fine. And maybe they wish I was like a little bit better of a friend, but other than that, they're fine. You know? Yeah. Everyone's fine. Like everything's going to work itself out. I think that the gray is also a way to put the black and white together. It's how we're always saying you can be both things. You can be two things. Yeah. And Which I was even thinking housewife. Yeah, which is breadwinning housewife because you can be both. You don't have to be a real housewife or just breadwinner. You can be both. And I was going to bed last night and I was thinking, I really wish that I could see myself the way other people see me. Yeah. And I think that's so real because it's like the way that I see my friends and you give them so much grace and kindness and patience and love. And it's like you don't even love yourself the way you love other people. And that's like definitely a me problem. But that's, I don't know. I just, I think it's so interesting when you actually have those conversations, like whether it is with a friend or like with yourself, because you realize like how horrible you are to yourself and that you can actually be two things. You can be a breadwinner. You can be a housewife. You can have a book club, but then go out and drink like the next night. You can be both things. I mean, personally, I identify on a soul level with breadwinning housewife and a girl literally stopped me and asked me about my hat. And I didn't realize like how just like what a reaction I would get. She literally was like, what do you do? And I was just like, what? (laughs) She said, well, you're a breadwinning housewife. What do you do? And obviously me being like so socially awkward, I was just like, oh, it's my friend's, it's my friend's thing. I I don't know. (laughs) I I just forget how obnoxious of a thing it is to like wear and so it always, it's so, funny. it's so funny to me, but it always like causes a rise in people. Um, but it's like, God forbid, God forbid women are confident in themselves. Yes. And is, if someone says like, oh, I'm the breadwinner, it's like, whoa, you are. But no, any guy would be like, yeah, I'm the, I'm the boss. Exactly. It's almost like a new, like, girl boss is, like, so out. Yes. I know. Breadwinning housewife. No, but I'm terrified. My fear is that it's going to become the next, that's going to be the thing. Like, where girl boss became, like, chewy and cringe. That's what's, I'm worried about that, actually. I think that, like, with, I think with the times, you, luckily you're a Gen Zer technically. Yes. But I think with the times, the things that, for instance, someone, I heard that, like, Gen Z said that, like, blonde hair is out and, like, a middle part. And to me, I'm just thinking 
Okay, but I don't look good with brown hair, so why would I literally let you decide what color hair I should have? And I think that's just getting older. So I think it'll always resonate with us, but like maybe the next generation of people after will think it's really weird and basic. But I can't can't live for them. No, they're so mean. No, I want to be accepted by Gen Z so bad, and Lauren, they just don't like me. One time, I made a TikTok. Okay, I would say nine times out of ten, people can say the meanest things ever about me, and I normally don't care. Like that's why when I called you and I was like, "Why is this bothering me?" It is like so. It hits deeper almost because it never hits me. So um, about a year ago, earlier this year actually, I was making a TikTok, and a twelve-year-old probably commented on my TikTok and told me that the quality looks like it was taken from a toaster. And let me tell you, when I was at AT AT&T the next morning at 8.55, waiting for it to open and I to get a new phone, but also I needed a new phone. I mean, honestly, but like that was the last straw for you. That was the last straw. I said, the little 12 year old girl. Yeah. I know. I really don't let negativity get me down but I've definitely had a few moments like in my dms lately and you know what it is it really goes back to because mine is different mine's not like Gen Zers. mine will just be girls our age that are just mean mm-hmm. and but they'll like question my choices or judge my choices when I like course correct I decide to change something and they're like you're like what are you doing like you literally can't make up your mind blah 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 and I was just like listen Charlotte like thank you so much for your concern because someone was just like I can't believe you like moved to Chicago for a guy and I said Charlotte I moved to Chicago because my grandpa was dying but thank you so much and I have hope you have an amazing day and so that's why I um definitely need to work on my self-confidence and uh security uh within my own choices and life no but I would feel the same way it's annoying Charlotte ruined my morning a few weeks ago let me tell you and she never responded which I just find very upsetting they never do no the other day someone accidentally replied to my story and they meant to send it and it was like they were deep in my breadwinning housewife like the merch highlight so they were probably 20 stories in and they sent it to someone and goes I can't believe this is real and then I was like that never happens people don't ever accidentally it's happened more recently I don't know if Instagram has changed something but I replied and no response I was so sad also another thing I will say on you like changing your mind we okay background Lauren and I went through breakups literally the same week she texted me and was like did you guys break up because I feel like you did and we just broke up and then I was in LA the next week and then I was with her whatever if you are not actually friends with someone and actually know their life and life story, know what, not that like your friends even always have to approve or anything like that, but like, we're not stressed for you. Like I, I'm not in the same way that you're like, I wish people could see me the way that I wait, see. I wish I could see myself the way that other people see me. Like, I know you're like, Oh my God, I don't know what I'm doing. Well, whatever. But like, I, there's nothing in me that like, doesn't think you're going to be fine. You know? I like literally at all if there's anyone that I would have confidence in it would be you to be fine you know okay well let's don't die on that hill um <laughs> I, pre- I appreciate it because I can't take a compliment but I'll just I'll say that but <laughs> I mean like literally me being like I wish I could see my see myself the way other people see me and then you saying something nice and I'm like shut the fuck yeah. up no then that's it's the just problem like, that's it is it used to be like that funny quirky thing about me in California that I was like from the Midwest and like self-deprecating and like talked weird and whatever and now I just realized that I'm like a little too old and it's like not cute to be self-deprecating anymore and I'll just blame society as a whole for making women feel like we can't be confident 
and have to apologize and all the stuff like that. But now I feel like it's like this other thing where we have to be like strong all the time. We can't feel our feelings and we can't like cooking. Like, you know what I mean? It's just like every, like everything's always so black and white and like the pendulum is just swinging back and forth. And I'm like, stop. Yeah. Like I, I remember someone once said, Oh, like you want to have kids? I'm like, well, of course I want to have the kids. They're like, well, what about your career? I'm like, why can't I do both? And also, what? You don't like, ask a guy that ever. Someone yeah. the other day messaged me and they were like, why do we always have, and like a QA, but not that I was doing this, but they're like, why is there so many rules for girls and dating and none for guys? And I'm like, I why have I not thought about that? that? Why have I not I thought about that? saw that and you said oh my god I haven't thought about that or something and I was just thinking wait oh my god I never thought about that either because you always see the TikToks and someone that I really love following is Tinks and she always has like such great advice and stuff but I'm just like where are guys getting their information from because like us girls are all connected on the internet everyone's sharing things about dating advice and all this stuff and Guys can literally just treat us however they want. They can do whatever they want. And they're not on TikTok making sure they did the right thing, wore the right thing. Like, unless, of course, there's like a sweet, sweet boy that's like asking his sister what he should wear or something. But like majority of the time, I feel like we're putting in so much effort and following the rules and doing the right thing. And they like literally are just throwing shit at the wall salt sticks, which I love as a mechanism in general. I think you should throw as much shit at the wall as you can because something will stick. But we're like the wall and they are the ones throwing the shit at us no it's no literally when you become the wall is when it's the problem um okay well before i let before i let you go because you are absolutely a huge podcaster that is just like recording recording content content you have to go horseback riding what can everyone expect from you in 2022 as a breadwinning housewife Yes, thank you so much, Lauren. Um, I am really becoming one because I already am such a Texas girl, but I feel as though if you follow me online, that maybe isn't as obvious. And I wouldn't normally mm. post becoming a horse girl in the evolution of the horse girl that is now cool because I wasn't that when I was younger because it wasn't cool. And yeah. I remember making fun of like the concept of a horse girl as everyone did. So um, now I am becoming more of a Texas girl on the internet. Um, If anyone has a cowboy boot, this is what I need to do. I need to design a cowboy boot, okay? That's actually, like, number one on the list. Um, And then, actually, in all seriousness, I mean, just podcast, YouTube, Red Running Housewife drops. And I'm watching a clothing brand in a few months, actually. I was going to ask you, what's that little at in your bio? So it was supposed to launch, like, way before, and there's a whole thing as to why it was even, like, talked about. But we've been pushing back. We actually might have been able to move it up to March. Mm. Um, but it's going to be like the first drop is like elevated matching sets. It's you'll love it. I'm so excited. The branding already looks absolute fabulosity. I will be coming down to Dallas to go horseback riding with you because I simply cannot let you live this dream without me. I have our weekend planned. Okay. We go to the show. We go horseback riding. We get a party bus and we go to Billy Bob's. I'm telling you. And that's just a few of the activities I have on our list. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm going to be checking my calendar and you will force me to vlog and you will force me to take cute Instagram pictures and I will just emulate Kenzie Elizabeth for a weekend in Dallas. I can't wait. You're stuck. It'll be so good. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of Mood with Lauren Elizabeth. I'm Lauren Elizabeth. Make sure to give us five stars wherever you're listening to this right now, whether that's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, leave a nice review, boost your own mood by doing something that would boost my mood. It's all about giving back, y'all.
make sure to follow me on Instagram at Lauren Elizabeth. I'll be posting new vlogs, new podcast episodes, new mood boosters, all the things you know and love all throughout the week. So make sure to follow me there and I will talk to you guys next week. Hope you have a best mood day and I'll talk to you later. Bye. Fuck my life. How long did that take? 28 minutes. Not bad.